Today, Alex Jones is back on X, and if you ask the left, the world is now ending, and abortion may be heading to the Supreme Court once again. We will get into that and much more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez and I am joined today. His first time on the program, we have Chris Bray. He is a writer whose work you can find over at Substack. It is chrisbray.substack.com. Happy to have you here along for the ride. Also joining us, Logan Hall. He is, of course, the Blaze Media digital strategist. And Quite a good job you've been doing lately, Logan. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I was like, man, our Twitter, Blaze Twitter is now like super based. It's Logan. It must be Logan. Uh, so happy that you're you're <laughs> handling things now. So, okay, I want to start with uh, over the weekend. Interestingly, um, there was a, a, a kind of a turn of events on, on, I always say Twitter. Can I just say Twitter? You can yeah. say Twitter. I don't like yes. saying X. There was a kind of a, an interesting turn of events on Twitter as uh, Elon Musk reinstated the social media account of Alex Jones. This was, I believe it was Saturday that it happened. Um, but he had been banned for five years from Twitter. I don't think I've, I don't think most people know how long he had been banned. So um, he had actually asked on his Twitter account, reinstate Alex Jones on this platform. And what is that? Overwhelmingly, 70% of the people said yes. And he followed up with a tweet that said, the people have spoken and so shall, so it shall be. Now, this came after uh, Tucker Carlson dropped an interview with Alex Jones that he released on Twitter, uh, in which they discussed a whole bunch of different things. I it, I highly recommend going over uh, to watch it. But I want to play a couple of uh, clips here from the Alex Jones-Tucker conversation. Um, so let's play Alex Jones. This has been a topic that Tucker Carlson himself has touched on, which is he interviewed Trump and he's like, aren't you concerned that like you're going to be assassinated? Like He kept saying like, yeah, but but what if they try to kill you? And so Alex Jones was talking about uh, the deep state potentially uh, killing, I don't know, a whole myriad of different presidents. Here's that. You look at the trajectory of this, how they're escalating on Trump, whether you love him or hate him. He's now a populist icon. Uh, he, he's now the underdog. Uh, the globalists are coming after him. They're coming after our right to vote for who we want. He gets 60 percent. Which is the fundamental right in a democracy. I, the people rule. I can vote for whomever I want. It do, and if you don't like that person, that's immaterial. Absolutely. Right? And he's been indicted for saying they're stealing elections. They're stealing it. Try, do, oh, I'm aware. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In their indictments of him absolutely. is election theft. But yes. So, so, but despite that, he's got 60% against all other Republicans. He's 15, 20 points ahead of Biden. It's backfired, but the deep state's not going to stop. So when you said to Trump, several times in that 400 million views or whatever you got, biggest show ever, you know, you said to him, well, isn't the next thing them trying to kill you? And he, he, he's so confident, he doesn't want to think about that. And where, well, he whereas, doesn't want to think about it. That's whereas right. I admire someone that's that comp, you know, confident, the, you know, the deep state does kill people. And, 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 and that's their only next move because this is failing. 
and, and I think they're going to kill Biden, too. Or I think they're going to try to what you said in a speech again before the last one I talked about like a month ago, you said, I don't see Biden and Trump being the candidates. You see the system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it, but they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. <laughs> now he went on, I wish that we had the, the this part here, because he went on to talk about uh, Alex Jones is saying, I have some sources within the Biden administration who are telling me that uh, Joe Biden walks around the White House naked. <laughs> like, wa- I should say, wa- like, like he's wandering. This is the picture that I got, okay? Joe Biden aimlessly wandering around the different rooms of the White House, perhaps unsure where he is, what time it is, any details of the day, and um, at, in the morning, he said they give him amphetamines yeah. to amp him up, which I completely believe, by the way. I'd love to get your thoughts on this, gentleman. And then by the evening, they've got to give him drugs to slow him down, get him to sleep, and then they do it all over again the next day, to which Tucker Carlson responded that he had a friend um, who, I believe he said it's in the, it was in the Secret Service, but he had a friend who has physically seen them give Joe Biden amphetamines. I don't know that there's any other way that this guy is ever coherent because it seems to be that you can tell the difference on the days that he gets the amphetamines and the days that he doesn't. I mean, there's a huge why, difference. Why would Joe Biden need amphetamines? Right, right, right. I mean, he, he's... Uh, there was a comedian, I don't want to take credit for it, but whichever comedian said that he was President Roomba because he's just, just kind of shuffling yes. and hitting the walls and recalibrating and hitting the wall again and recalibrating. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, it's like, did you ever think that you would live in a time where you heard something like this? Just a rumor, okay, allegedly. But you heard something like this about a president of the United States and you were like, I believe that. Well, uh, God forbid. I mean, can you imagine another four years of this? Apparently, Biden's running again. Right. Uh, on these, I mean, what, what kind of cocktails are they going to have to have for him at that point? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, I think, I think, yeah, you can definitely see a, a scenario where the deep state would take out Trump because he's their target, public enemy number one right now. I think it's a little more questionable that they would use these same taxic, tactics against Biden. Yeah. I don't know if they would. Maybe if they're desperate and they see, well, he, you know, nobody thinks he's actually there. His approval ratings are in the tank. He's ruining the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they they can be that brazen if they feel like they can wield all of that power at once. I don't know. We'll see. But I think we've got an exciting election year coming up. Yeah. We won't know what's going to happen. It seems like, Chris, if they wanted to cast Biden aside, they could just, I don't know, stop doping him up. Like, just stop, just st- <laughs> stop giving him the amphetamines. Like, just stop. Just let him be him. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, we, we reject that. If you get into August, he wins all the primaries. He wins the Iowa caucuses. He gets to the convention and suddenly he gets very sick. Mm-hmm. Then whoever steps in hasn't been out campaigning, hasn't been beaten up, hasn't spent money. And, and whoever that turns out to be, Gavin Newsom, <laughs> with, you know, with Hillary Clinton. Shaking yeah. her fists in the corner because it's not her will will have tremendous advantage that I can't imagine. Joe Biden was walking around a fire station over the weekend. Right. right. Just right. watching him do his robot walk. How? How does he do that? But I will point out, Alex Jones is back on Twitter and already uh, America is thinking about 
Joe Biden naked, which I think is <laughs> yeah. the kind of rhetoric yeah. that I, I didn't need and don't ever want back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, mm. Joe Biden walking around naked, not something that I wanted to visualize. But now that I am, I completely believe it. Yeah. Um, so I want to, so I thought that this was fascinating with Alex Jones. And we can get into the advertisers and the blowback from the left who's just like, oh my God, we're all going to die. But I do want to play um, Alex Jones. Control, how long is Alex Jones says why he was banned on Twitter? It doesn't say. Okay, um, so let's go ahead. I don't want to play that. I want to play Alex Jones went in his interview referenced the moment that he says got him banned from Twitter. And I want to play that. This is Alex Jones confronting uh, CNN reporter Oliver Darcy outside of a congressional hearing. Watch. Look at this right here. The guy that goes around policing and calling for censorship and then claims that Trump's wrong. There's no censorship of conservatives or patriots. You are incredibly shameful. How are you doing, Alex? You're just, a, look at you, look, 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 you are literally an anti-American, anti-free speech coward. You're going to go down the history books at the Criminal News Network. This is the, one of the main, this is one of the main people right here who thinks you have no memory, who sits there and lobbies, show him, that sits there and lobbies people to take other news off, <coughs> claiming they're fake when CNN is the fakest WMD, Gulf Arab state uh, dictatorship funded. Unbelievable. Show me the lie. Yes. I, okay, so apparently that was abusive. And of course, uh, shortly after that, Twitter permanently banned Alex Jones and InfoWars. The InfoWars account was banned too. And of course they cited abuse. Is, is it abuse if it's true? I don't, it doesn't count as abuse if it's true. Absolutely not. Uh, corporate media journalists really are on like a lower moral level than prostitutes. They are beneath <laughs> prostitutes because at least prostitutes are doing honest work, right? Uh, as our colleague, Ora McIntyre, says, he says, you, th you think you hate journalists enough? You don't. Yeah, you don't. You do not. Uh, you, you have to understand what the press's role is in our modern democracy. It's to manipulate the public. Mm -hmm. It's to put out state propaganda and silence and censor the opposition. And this is why it's such a big deal for what Elon is doing right now, because back pre-Elon Twitter, a journalist like Oliver Darcy or any of these other CNN hacks could just put in a request to their buddies at Twitter and say, hey, I want this person banned because they were mean to me or they're replying learn to code to me. Now you see how upset they are. Oliver Darcy was melting down on like the Instagram's threads the other day because suddenly Alex Jones is allowed back on Twitter. The number one thing that they hate uh, and are afraid of is free speech. Mm -hmm. They cannot stand it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. By the way, I, I want to get your thoughts, Chris. I would like to take this opportunity to point out that you're not watching this on YouTube right now. Yes, exactly. Because of that very reason, I got a strike for asking questions about the transgender community. And you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to ask questions. You're not allowed to ask, uh, what is, what, what, how can you be both non-binary and transgender? You can't ask these questions. They don't want you asking the questions, to your point, Logan. Sorry, continue, Chris. David Burge said that, uh, who is on Twitter's Iowahawk, says that uh, the job of the mainstream news media is to cover the really important stories with a pillow yes. until they stop moving. <laughs> but the whole question of what gets people thrown off Twitter and, and people come back to Twitter after they've been thrown off. And, and there's you know, the concern trolling about, my God, this person is coming back after all the lies he spread. I always think about Alex Berenson, who was thrown off mm -hmm. Twitter. Mm -hmm. His final strike was, he said, the mRNA vaccines for COVID 
don't prevent infection or transmission. Yeah, yeah. Which the so CDC director the, was repeating yeah, as well. I already after. said by that point. So <laughs> all the things that are horrible, horrible, horrible lies that get you thrown off Twitter when you come back, like, it's all always been true. Like, what if we just talk to each other? And if you don't like what I said, you can argue with it. But, but mm-hmm. Alex Jones will be just fine. Oh, yeah. These people, but these people aren't interested in argument or good faith debate or anything like that. I saw uh, Elon agreed with a post uh, the other day. It said, it said if, if we're banning conspiracy theorists from Twitter, the very first people are going to have to go are CNN, New York Times, Washington mm-hmm. Post, and mm-hmm. all these other places. Mm-hmm. It's 100% true. These, these organizations are anti-American filth. They don't exist to hold the the powerful accountable. They exist to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Someone who doesn't have the speakerphone, they hate that you can, uh, Twitter is a great leveler, and that's what they don't like. They yeah. Like being, uh, being held re- responsible or accountable at all. Well, and I think, um, so what I wanna do is, after the break, I wanna get into kind of the advertiser portion and, and the leftist meltdown, but I mean, I do think that it is so fascinating to watch this play out because for so long, I think conservatives dug their heads in the sand a little bit and just allowed the leftists to take over all of these institutions, take over all of these social media platforms, build all of these different platforms, take over the you know uh, higher education, um, and didn't think far enough down the line of where that would lead. And then you have conservatives getting banned from, you have the president of the United yep. States getting banned off of one of the top social media platforms. Well, he got banned like all of them. Oh, you're I mean, right. Was, you're yeah. right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. He's only welcome back on, yes. on X, on Twitter, but he got banned from all of them for something that they claimed that he did that he didn't do. Right. I mean, he very clearly said peacefully and patriotically, go make your voices heard. And that somehow is an incitement of violence. And so it really is so important for conservatives to understand the significance and the value in making sure we are building stuff like that, too, which is, again, you're not watching this on YouTube. So I can very freely tell you thanks for watching on Blaze TV. Uh, if you are watching on Blaze TV, I guess we've got some Pluto watchers as well. And those those of you listening on audio podcast. But that is the reason that we ask you guys to subscribe to Blaze TV, because these people are looking for a reason to ruin your life. Like they want to ruin all of our lives. Why did they sue uh, Alex Jones into oblivion? They didn't do it because uh, they really thought that he had the however many billion dollars that he had, and he they thought billion, yeah, yeah. nine hundred billion dollars that that they thought that he had that they really thought would help all of these Sandy Hook families. That's not why they did it. They did it to make an example of him, so that you stop sharing your opinion because you might say something that might be a little conservative that you might then share with your friend. Oh no, and then you might turn another person into conservative, and we don't want that. <laughs> We don't want that. Um, so let's let's get back into this after the break. But I want to go ahead and, and thank our sponsor uh, here. This is Birch Gold. So um, look, you, you I recommend at least talking to Birch Gold. Okay, they are the specialists here, but. I'm thinking maybe you could diversify your savings with physical precious metals. You can stockpile silver in your home safe. Historically, that has been the best hedge against inflation. And we are living in Joe Biden's America. So. Yes, we are. It's not going well right now <laughs> when it comes to inflation. Uh, it, it is. We fixed it, man. Yeah. We fixed the right. inflation. Right. Bidenomics. Hey. <laughs> uh, so it is Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year now through December 22nd. So time is running out. But for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they're going to 
send you a one ounce silver eagle coin for free. You can text the word Y to 989898 to claim your eligibility right now. Uh, you can purchase gold and silver, have it shipped directly to your home, or you can have their specialists help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. No money out of pocket you're going to spend, and they're going to still send you free silver for every $5,000 purchase that you make. Go talk to them. I did. My family does business with Birch Gold. I highly suggest that you get the information from them. You can do that by texting the word Y to 989898. So as I was saying, there were many salty liberal tears shed over the weekend with Yummy. Alex Jones. Oh, just <laughs> delicious. Uh, over the weekend when Alex Jones was reinstated. Uh, here's a New York Post headline. Uh, Pierce Morgan wrote an op-ed. Elon Musk couldn't be more wrong about Alex Jones. He's not a free speech hero. He's a hate speech monster. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, no. Uh, and then there's some civil rights lawyer, former president of the NAACP, uh, Sherilyn Ifill, who did this. I love when these people just, they make these big announcements on X. It's like multi-thread, uh, multi a thread, multi-posts of just like this eloquently, oh, I took this beautiful gift as a sign last night, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Alex Jones tortured these Sandy Hook families, blah, he monstrously led a campaign of gaslighting and assault on the spirit of Sandy Hook families, desecrated the memory of those murdered children. He's a ghoul. He returns, his return to the site it completes its utter degradation. We are in a war for the human soul, says the party that likes to castrate children. <laughs> I'd just like to make that clear. And then there is, of course, David Levitt, who is a mainstream media journalist. I'm, I want to find his Twitter bio as we're talking about him because he's just, he's one of those journalists who find himself to be so self-important. Um, I know he's written for CBS previously as well. No, go back to that other one. He said, how many innocent people will be murdered because Elon Musk allowed Alex Jones back on Twitter, which I thought was... I did respond to that. And my I response, it was of course, joke. was at least a trillion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I legitimately, I had to go back and be like, is, is this a joke? Is, I don't even know. That's how bad it's gotten, is I'm like... Roll the dice. Could be either way with these people. I, I don't know. I, he seemed to be serious in his responses, but here's, here's his bio. Award-winning multimedia journalist. The smile I added. It, the smile wasn't in his bio. But it's like, are you really? Ugh, barf. I mean, it, it, you, it is like a parody, but it's not a joke. That's what these people really believe. They believe that left-wing violence is speech and right-wing speech is violence. Mm -hmm. Left-wing terrorism is patriotism. Right-wing patriotism is terrorism. So you have to get in the mind of their of how they view these things and free speech coming from the right they know they cannot win on a level playing field which is why they're so freaked out because mm -hmm. they've had an uneven playing field for years now uh as, and probably at least 10 years they've had a total monopoly over what's allowed to be said on the internet politically mm -hmm. and so it's they're very scared and i i admire i you know salute to elon musk for i mean he's definitely ruffling some feathers yeah. with the regime right now, and um, I, I hope he emerges victorious. We'll see. The remarkable thing about this language is that this is not an election year. They have to crescendo through mm. the election. They have to get louder and more vicious and more crazy through the election. This is an off year. Yep. 
and all disagreement is literally slaughtering all of the children. Already. So where do you go from? It's like when you take acting classes, they tell you they you know don't start the scene screaming because you have nowhere to build. Mm. What do you build from this? That's a great what point. is the election? I think the election year is going to make us all absolutely out of our minds crazy because it's going to be. I'm there a long time because because this this. Everything is screaming, everything mm -hmm. is murder, all disagreement is literally the most horrible thing ever. Uh, it's tedious every single day. I wake up every single day and look at the news and go, mm -hmm. and we've got another year of it to go. Yeah. How? Yeah. And, Where does it go? And if you, yeah. like, fine, Alex Jones gets some things wrong, but if you look at what is acceptable in the press, the amount of lies yeah. and straight-up hoaxes that they push on the American people, it's nothing. Like, it's, it's massively... Uh, disproportionate what the mainstream press pushes on America versus what something like Alex Jones says that offends somebody. I agree. Lockdowns um, are reasonable. COVID vaccines yeah. are right. safe. School closures Sporting can't crane, possibly harm kids. children. <laughs> Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to throw that tweet back up. I, this Throw it up, literally. Award, yeah. <laughs> Ideally. This, Award-winning multimedia journalist has quite a few emojis in his uh, name. Uh -huh. I just wanted to, you know, he, he's so serious, such a serious business journalist. He has dice, video game controller, a wizard. I don't know if he's identifying as a wizard. Is there a gender <laughs> that is like wizard? I don't know. And then, of course, the rainbow flag. So just wizard lives matter, Sarah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> just in case you were wondering what a serious business journalist he was. Um, so obviously the Washington Post is trying to, you know, create this big picture like, oh, my gosh, advertisers are fleeing from Musk's exes as, as, as advertisers flee Musk's ex, which, again, Twitter sounds much better, Elon. Democrats splurge on political ads. Um, and so it's fascinating because they're trying to make the point that, th listen, there are a whole bunch of advertisers who are going to take Twitter down. It's just not the Democrats that are running for office because they've spent over a million dollars to run thousands of political ads on X, which I don't know why they would profit off of this terrorist propaganda. But somehow... Elon is still getting uh, the bills paid, I guess, for now. If you remember, ba sorry, if you remember back uh, when Elon first took over Twitter, there was a huge concerted effort on behalf of the media to say, Twitter's going to be dead yep. within a week. Yep. He won't be able to handle it. It's all going to be gone. Like, good luck. We'll see you over uh, on threads with Zuckerberg. That never happened. So I think they're trying to do the same thing here. They're trying to pressure. Again, left, the left is much better at boycotting uh causes yes. that they don't like than the right is. Yes. Um, and Elon seems to be withstanding the pressure uh, for now, but we've got to make sure uh, that we still hold the media's feet to the fire because mm -hmm. these people are vicious and ruthless and they want to see Elon and Twitter destroyed so that we can't speak to them. Yeah. But the, the little oh, yapping lapdog nature of this attack, it, it goes on every single week after Elon Musk's GFY moment let us euphemize. Mm -hmm. um, the San Francisco Chronicle ran a story that said that that's it. He's done. Yeah. Oh. SpaceX, Tesla, it's all ruined now. And it won't be. And then in a month, someone else will write a story that says, Elon Musk is ruined. And then he won't be. And then in another month, someone will write a story that says, Elon Musk is ruined. So they're getting louder and louder and louder and less and less and less effective. 
it's becoming more and more meaningless. Why are Democrats advertising on Twitter? Because there's an audience there. Yeah, exactly. Because they Democrats know they there. rich people. Yeah. So, so if, if you don't want to advertise here, GFY, okay. Right. There is an audience here. He's failing because everybody's listening to him. <laughs> it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. And they bark and bark and bark at it. Mm -hmm. And the impotence alongside the hysteria is becoming really fascinating. Mm -hmm. The targets they choose to go after the hardest aren't ruined. Well, they actually, they actually, and they turn them into martyrs. Yeah. This is the same thing with Tucker yes, and Trump. Right. They only get bigger because they have an audience and they see if this is their number one designated opponent or target that they want to go after in silence, then we're just going to amplify them more. Mm -hmm. and so it's a, it's, a good, it's a good healthy reaction on our side to the powers that be. There's a thing that might happen next year in which... <laughs> Someone who's been public enemy number one, who's, who's going to be the target mm -hmm. of the largest tidal wave of hysterical vomit that we've ever seen in, the, in our national history. He could do okay and actually... And what then? What does it tell you about the news media if they spend years and years and years saying, this person is literally Adolf Hitler, yeah. and people go, no, just shut up. Yeah. What is... Uh, the louder they get, the less... Anyone listens. You're right. And it's becoming a death cycle. Yeah, you're right. Um, by the way, he kept saying, GFY, where's my swear jar? <laughs> right? Well, that, I have, I have a swear not jar. Count. No, it doesn't. But it made me think, I was going to say, you can just say it. We have a Oh. Where's my oh. swear jar? Where is my swear jar and my money? I want my monies, okay? Um, I have dollar bills. Maybe we'll look. Let's oh, get no, no, started. we have some. Yeah, let's do it. Um, okay, so let's. we're going to look for the swear jar during this break. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have odors in your homes that you just, you know, maybe you can't get rid of, which doesn't, look, I'm not judging you as a person, okay, because you wouldn't know all the smells that I would have to deal with at my home if it wasn't for my Eden Pure, okay, because I have a husband and I have two boys, one of whom is going through puberty. I also have two dogs and two cats who have a litter box. Mm. And honestly, this, the least stinky individual in my home other than me is our leopard gecko. <laughs> To be quite honest. But all I'm saying is my we have thunderstorm air purifiers all around our house. And it smells great because the thunderstorm starts working within seconds after you plug it in to clear the room of any odor. And they don't have any costly filters to replace. It's just a dial that you turn from minimum to maximum depending on uh, what kind of protection you need. Mm. By the way, it does work on skunk smell. Wow. I'm not even going to get into how I know that. Um, but uh, we use it. They've got... A ton of five-star reviews online, a lot of which are from this audience as well. So make sure, now's the time, it's Christmas season, give your wife the gift of clean air. Right now you can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com. Enter discount code Sarah. There's no H in that, by the way. It's not Sarah. It's just Sarah. Okay, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. Well, I found the swear jar. We found it. Luckily. Someone, okay, hold on. I am lodging an official HR complaint, okay? To the HR department, who I'm sure doesn't watch this program, so I'm gonna have to go and send it officially in an email too. But my point is, someone stole my money. 
And that was a lot of, I mean. Yeah, it was. Thank you. They were sitting here. There were stacks of them. What did you say when you realized it had been stolen? I. (laughs) Did you you say, did you say, oh, I said, go yourself. And I don't have any money to put in here because someone stole my money. So whoever stole my money, which was a lot, I work very hard for my money. That's why I had a bunch of $10,000 rolls just stacked up here like a rapper in a music video, okay? So if you could kindly return my money, I have to curse. Thank you. We now resume your regular programming. Darn. Public service announcement. Um, Okay, so let's move over to this abortion. Can anyone tell that I'm just ready to leave for the holidays? Yes. Can you tell? I'm a little burnt out. Have you, in a sense, kind of left already? I'm already out the door, honestly, Chris. And um, if I'm also being honest, it's mostly what you were talking about in an earlier segment of just like, I'm just, we have to deal with this level of hysterical, uh, you know, antics in December of 2023, I just, I'm not sure, I might just quit, I don't the know. The title of the very last thing that I wrote on Substack was shut up, 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 because I just, I can't anymore. I think that's perfect. Yeah. I think you said it really perfectly there. Okay, so let's move over to the topic of abortion. So this is, you know, a little under two year post Dobbs, the Supreme Court is now set to take on another major abortion case, this time from Idaho. Um, and the DOJ is arguing in its lawsuit now that the Emergency Medical Treatment and Active Labor Act requires doctors to not turn away patients in need of emergency stabilizing care. I'm gonna use that in quotes. Okay, emergency stabilizing care, which it says includes abortions, but Idaho, of course, their argument is the law and already includes provisions for doctors uh, to perform the procedure to save the life of the mother. In fact, that's a common misconception that the left uses all the time, and quite effectively, I might add, because women apparently don't like to go look up for themselves whether or not that's true. And so, um, you know, you go to any, I, I cannot think of one state, can you gentlemen think of one state that if they have a pro-life law on the books, that it does not exempt for the life of the mother. I can't think of one. No, nor can I think of a doctor who would uh, think of a doctor who would ever say I was bleed to death. Right. Exactly. I mean, unless they were a doctor who was just looking for some sort of, you know, social cultural change. In which case, I don't suggest going to that doctor. In fact, I would say you should probably leave them a really nasty Yelp review if that's the case. Well, I mean, if you're alive to do it. But um, so it's been fascinating. This is so Elena Kagan, this has gone to Justice Elena Kagan will decide like any day now on the emergency petition for this abortion case from Idaho. And if they do, we get to do this all over again. Are you guys excited? Really, really excited. I mean, this is one of the left's biggest losses in recent years was uh, overturning Roe v. Wade. So they are rabid on this issue heading into not not just 2024, but they use this messaging uh, in 2022 and some of these local uh, local state races. They, can, they don't have anything to run on. They can't run on the economy. They can't run on helping the American people. They can't run on foreign policy. They can't run on domestic policy. So they're just going to scream at the top of their lungs, 
you need the right to kill your own baby or we're going to go back into some handmaid's tale. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really all they have. So uh, this is, I would expect the hysteria to uh, kind of, to Chris's point, to ramp up. I don't think they're going to just uh, take this defeat and walk away. I think they are very rabid and radicalized on this issue. I agree. Chris Kearns Goodwin gave a speech at Gettysburg on the battlefield at Gettysburg National Park. And she talked about, you know, what the men fighting at Gettysburg had been fighting for. And she said they were fighting for marriage equality. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, she did. You should look that up. An extraordinary speech. I'm just saying historically, I I didn't know. I wasn't aware of that. C-SPAN cut to the audience going. (laughs) The discovery of, you know, actually the 14th Amendment meant this. Actually, Gettysburg Mm -hmm. meant this. The discovery Mm of, oh, actually, EMTLA the emergency yeah, medicine, yeah. it was always all about abortion. Right. Like, when we passed it, we didn't say that, but what we meant was, mm-hmm. like, like they were crossing their fingers under the table that it was really an abortion bill, and they just forgot to say it. Right. So we keep discovering, or this is the single most common, most powerful left-wing tactic in America today is, is lawfare and relitigating things that have been settled and discovering New meanings and things mm-hmm. that you've been talking about for 20 years or 100 years or 200 years. Oh, actually, actually what that always meant was. Yeah. I yeah, heard revision. that the American uh, Revolution was fought over marriage equality. <laughs> it was actually fought for yeah. trans yeah, it's children. That's a great, yeah, that's a great <laughs> point. Yeah. They're like, we want the right to chop off our children's breasts. Dylan, Damn it, we're fighting. Dylan Mulvaney was at Lexington. At really? Harvard. Yes. Wow. Golly, the things you learn here on the Actually, George Washington was trans himself. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I saw a really good. I saw a really good tweet uh, after some of the recent uh, local elections, and it said, "Progressive women would rather crash the economy and start World War III than stop aborting their children and stop I killing think, their babies." Yeah, in the womb. I think that's pretty accurate. It really I mean, is. That's how, that's how sacred this is to them. It really is. And look, I understand. You know, there's ectopic pregnancies and some other uh, nasty things that you really would need to talk about saving the life of the mother. Um, that wasn't going to work out anyway, though, if it's ectopic. But um, it's fascinating. I know we, we, I'm very excited to talk about our sponsor this segment because it, it ties in perfectly. But it just kills me whenever the left tries to make the argument that you, there is such thing as a necessary, life-saving, late-term abortion. Like, it doesn't, in all instances, it is much quicker if there is some sort of medical emergency, it is much quicker to take the woman to get an emergency C-section and then the baby is, you know, alive. It, that is a much quicker process than all of the different things that they have to do in a late-term abortion uh, to go ahead and kill the baby and, like, uh, stab something into its brain or stop its heart or whatever method that they're using. That takes a lot more time than an emergency C-section. So... That's a lie that the left uh, feeds you all the time. I just want people to do their own homework and understand that. It's just a a blatant lie. Um, All right, so speaking of abortion, we want to thank our sponsor, the segment Preborn. You guys have probably heard me talk about Preborn um, here on this program. I am very proud to partner with Preborn because what they are doing um, is they are rescuing, actually they've rescued with their organization, over 270,000 Babies, and they're doing that because Preborn's network of clinic uh, clinics that they have, they are 
they're putting their clinics right next to these abortion clinics. And these women are scared. They're going in there. They're like, I've been told that I can't do this by myself. I don't have any help. I don't have any financial help. I, I, I can't do this. And the left is telling them, it's fine because it's just a clump of cells. Well, what Preborn is doing is they are actually giving women a free ultrasound. And once she meets her baby for the first time on that screen or she hears her baby's heartbeat, you guys know this if you're parents. It is life-changing, and her baby's chance at life is doubled so for just $28, you can actually save a life. And right now, they're doing a match. Your tax-deductible gift can be doubled as well. And because Preborn supports both mothers and babies with diapers, car seats, counseling, and more for up to two years, you're offering actually double the blessings. So now... Through the end of the year, look, people are trying to figure out where am I going to where am I going to give that tax deductible donation. I would argue there's no better cause than preborn. So you can go to preborn.com/sarah, or you can uh, say you dial pound two fifty, say the keyword baby, but it is a it is preborn.com/sarah. Okay, I wanna I wanna read some of this um, article here. This is on the DailyMail.com. How fat pride became the new battleground in America's culture wars. One in six U.S. deaths linked to obesity, but liberal states are banning fat phobia with discrimination laws. Um, and it, it has been very interesting to see, let's see, uh, Across America, politicians have been planning to add laws to add a person's weight to the list of characteristics such as race, age, religion, and sexual orientation that are protected from discrimination. It goes through some of these uh, states. But I just find it fascinating that now we are supposed to accept, again, I'm not trying to fat shame. I'm, I'm sure so, not everyone. If I'm just going by United States statistics, there are people who watch this program who are, in fact, obese. And that's totally fine. But I'm just saying... Like, if you are trying to be a flight attendant, can airlines then not be able to say, well, you can't fit through the aisle, but we have to allow you to be a flight attendant because we can't discriminate? I mean, how far are we going to take this here? Are we going to let... The bag has to fit. So does your ass. So does your ass. Okay. How far are we going to go? Because then, then are we going to say, well, Gold's Gym, is there still Gold's Gym? Gold 24-hour fitness can't, you know, they might get sued if they don't allow that 600-pound woman to be a trainer, a personal trainer. I mean, how far are we going to take this before we say, you do you, boo, but like perhaps there are some jobs that you're just not qualified for. Is this going to extend to the military that now we, there's going to be no, I mean... That's discriminatory, right? It's discriminatory to say someone can't do the same things that all of the fit uh, military members can do. So maybe we should just let 600 pounders go uh, on the front lines. I mean, how far are we willing to take this fairy tale that there's no differences, A, and that, B, it's some sort of trait that you were born with? Yeah, uh, you raise some very interesting questions, Sarah. Uh, the problem is that they will, there will be no stopping. They're, they're always in a state of permanent revolution. They're always normalizing things that don't, necessarily or even should be normalized, mm -hmm. uh, we should start stigmatizing things as a culture again. Uh, I think I was watching a movie last night, actually, from the 80s, and it struck me, they showed a, a shot of the beach, and it struck me uh, just how in shape the public was yeah. back then. Uh, it was not like this culture we have now where we are just like, this is healthy, mm -hmm. uh, body positivity, all of this, uh, all of these degenerative things that are ultimately suicidal that we're encouraging yeah. people to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, I did say, Chris, you know, you do you. 
There is also an argument I could make that all of these obesity-related problems are, we're all sharing the cost of that when it comes to people's health costs, health health care costs and health insurance costs. I, I take it to a different place because I live in Los Angeles and there's one thing that's always on my head and it's, it's the chasm between what's real and what we say about it and how we talk about it and, and saying, well, you know, if you're 600 pounds, that's, that's uh, we don't want to be fat phobic. It reminds me of the growth in the numbers of people who are dying on the streets in Los Angeles. About 10 years ago, we lost about 1,000 homeless people. You're dying on the streets, mm -hmm. found dead in their tents on the sidewalk, and it grows every year. And now we're at about 2,000, 2,000 human beings in one county in America who die homeless on the street every night. And what Jeez. we've done about it, or not every night, but every, oh, like, every year. Wow, that's a real problem. <laughs> yes, we, we're working on it, though. Yeah, Give us time. Yeah, yeah. Um, 2,000 people dying in the streets every year, and what we've done about it is we don't say homeless anymore. Mm -hmm. We say these are our, our temporarily unhoused neighbors. Mm -hmm. So we think that all of these problems that live in reality, all of these problems that have to do with things that really exist in the world can be solved by language, can be solved by softening the language about them, and it never works. But if we are going to stigmatize things, I think we should start by stigmatizing swearing. That's fair. Okay. Okay. That'll be, that'll wait, be $100. Wait, wait, wait. So we're not allowed to swear, or we are? We are, but I think we have to pay for it. I think that's the stigma is that I you did, lose. I did, I did owe it. I did owe it. You didn't, because you. You lose some money. Well, no, you said, you said you said here. That's one for you. I may have said it twice. <laughs> and here's a tip for Christmas, okay? That's a little Christmas tip for you. Um, but it is true, and you know, I was thinking about this the other day, that would you, I don't have a fat doctor, but would you, go, would you go to a doctor who is obese themselves? Because I was just think, I was thinking about different, um, different professions and I was thinking like, there are way too many coaches in you know, schools these days. And I'm talking about like public, you know, local schools, not, I don't know about you know, college, but like who are just very, very obese who are supposed to be teaching your kids physical education. And then I was thinking, I don't think I would go to a fat, I don't think I would. I don't think I'd go to an obese I doctor. I think the only uh, professional that I, like across public life that I would trust uh, who is fat would be Santa Claus. I think that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I think aside from that, I'm not really going to I go to them I think we have help. to make an exception for chefs. Yeah. That's a great, chefs okay, that's a great that's point. Good. That's a great point, which, which by the way brings me, I know we gotta go to break in a second here, but brings me to my other random thought uh, when I was thinking about obesity, which was, Chef Gruel on Twitter yeah. is not fat, and I don't understand why, because he posts the most like the delicious, delicious yeah. foods that look like they're very, they have to be very high in calories. He does not, you know, um, it looks like there's a lot of butter and delicious things involved. And he and his wife are so trim and fit. And I'm like, how does that happen? I only can come to the conclusion that he must not eat his own food. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe just a just a bite, just a tasting bite, and that's it. And then he cuts himself off. Um, all right, <laughs> we gotta go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be back. All right, to 
end the show here. We're going to play a clip of Joe Biden. Apparently, he was scheduled to talk about uh, investing in America during a speech in Las Vegas, but then they had just had a shooting at UNLV, and so he he decided to pivot, which Joe Biden should never do. And I want to play for you um, Joe Biden with, you know, another dose of word salad. Watch. The idea, if you were driving your automobile here, and you left in the key in the, in the parking lot, you left the key in the ignition, and a kid came up and jumped in and stole it, and they got in a crash, you're liable civilly. Why in God's name do people not have to lock up their firearms? Why is that not a requirement? Why are you at us? All these mass murders, not, not this weekend, but have been because people have picked up kids and grabbed stuff off of counters, off of the... Anyway, I don't want to get... I can't <laughs> We need to ban assault weapons, high-capacity magazines. My favorite thing is when he realizes he's not making any sense, and he always goes, anyway. He realizes he doesn't remember the beginning of the sentence that he's in. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Anyway. And you're like, oh, that's your bailout. There was a report out recently, I think it was Saturday, somewhere over the weekend, where uh, Hillary Clinton is going to be play a big role in Biden. I saw that. Oh, no. She's back. Like herpes. She never fully goes away. Everyone check out Chris's Substack. Thank you for being here. You too, Logan, of course. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.